We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos Country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. Welcome in. Welcome in. Let's give it a second to breathe. Let's drop my phone there so it's not buzzing on the, tea, uh, the table here. And uh, Scott's got his water, I'm sure. Uh, probably water this time of day. Um, yeah, I'm but, taking it. It's my coffee mug. It's my Broncos for breakfast mug, but it is full of water. <laughs> I did not have enough water today. I had a lot of coffee. Thank you, Patrick, uh, over at Lion Coffee Company. But welcome in, guys. It is Tuesday night. Carl was going to be out. He had some other obligations, so we're wishing Carl well today with the day off. And it's once again, Nick and Scott, man, it's uh, how you doing? I feel like we talk about as much, honestly, like words spoken probably as much as I do with like my spouse at this point. Anybody. Yeah, anybody. If, uh, you know, especially with you working in an office, you know, my wife won't actually work out of the house. So we go kind of our separate ways at night, you know, mm-hmm. between this stuff and dragging our kids everywhere. Like, how do you do it? I'm like, I, I see her all day. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not, it, it is different, but, uh, but yeah. And it, what's strange is Nick and I have never met face to face. No. Cause he doesn't go, he doesn't go to Broncos games. I do. They pay me not to uh, at this point. What am I? Oh, and nine. In That's games? true. That is true. I forgot about that. I'm two yeah. and oh, yeah. Two and oh. There's what? 13 games. I'm three wins. I've been to both of them. That's two of the pretty, three. Pretty damn wild. Um, But uh, yep. No, welcome in folks. Uh, Tuesday night. We had a good morning this morning. Had a little fun with uh, Natani Moody's mom came in and hung out with us a little bit. And she was kind of dropping some nuggets of information that made it sound like something was going to happen today. Mm-hmm. And uh, lo and behold, here we are uh, with the news that Natani Moody's been uh, picked up by the hated Las Vegas Raiders uh, that signed off the Denver Broncos practice squad after Moody looked solid uh, this last week at left guard, looked much better than uh, Wattenberg and Bailey against Chris Jones and um, really a, a disappointment. And you could see it from Broncos country, just the reactions on social media. Mm-hmm. People were upset about it. You know, it's as much as you could be upset about a fifth round left guard that hasn't played very much. Fans were upset. Well, and I don't, I'm not sure how many people realize that he was cut and then on the practice squad. I know I didn't really think I forgot. too yeah. much about it, but a lot of people did, you know, and, and, yeah. and, you know, if you're looking at this, you know, when you lose one of your own like that, one of your draft picks and a guy who has started some games and your offensive line stinks, you're like, okay, what do they see in that we aren't? And he went and played well, which is why he got picked up. He got a, a show, a showcase time where he went out and played that well. It is upsetting. You know, there's, we're losing one of our own. This is a guy who is is played fairly well for us, better than some of the guys that were playing ahead of him. And um, again, Liliani Muti, Mama Muti, as she's well known, uh, was in Broncos for breakfast this morning, and she had a lot of things to say. And we can we can hit on some of that too. But she she basically came in to say goodbye. She's been a longtime member of this community, so we knew one way or another something was up. Um, yeah. And then she, you know, she she got into some of the reasons, uh, you know, without voicing it too much. Nothing I'm going to put in writing, but I don't mind talking about it in a pod. Uh, yeah. You know, some of the things that she had, had talked about. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll dig into the Moody uh, moving on ramifications. What does it mean for the offensive line going forward? Obviously, a lot of the stuff that we talked about this morning is uh, somewhat out the window because we talked about know, Moody getting a showcase down the stretch here. Maybe he's a starting left guard, at least in the fold. But now he's gone. What does that mean? What does... 
Broncos not elevating him in, but we'll get into it. Let's say hello to some folks in here first. Diamond Rattler, Broncos basically gave Moody away since they could have elevated him. Can't wait for this management. Can't wait until this management is gone. Boom, let's go. Uh, we also got Mike S coming in here saying, "What's up, Broncos country?" Should have elevated Moody to the practice uh, from the practice from squad. From the practice not, squad, yeah. Yep. Um, and also we got William coming in saying, "What an ignorant thing to let happen." Boy, the season has been one log slog. Well. Good news, William, is that it's only four games from being over, and then we'll talk ourselves back into a you know, fever the uh, come next offseason and talk ourselves back into this team being better than it is. But it should be it should be better next year. Uh, Jetty Splash coming in uh, with saying, good night all, had a busy day, happy about anyone being held back behind the Broncos, starting offensive line, getting a chance elsewhere. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a, bu- a bummer, but... Again, it's you know this isn't going to make a huge difference on the team, but it's still a young player that uh, looked much better than any other guys that were out there at left guard in this game. I think he's two years younger than your recent draft pick in Luke Wattenberg as well because he was drafted so young. And Watten, I mean, just fr- frustrating for sure. Uh, Jay Kozad coming in saying another questionable Peyton move. I hope ownership is keeping score. I am sure they are. Um, and Jamie coming in saying no big deal. Hope he has a good career, but no big deal. It's it's a bummer still because he's a young, potentially ascending player, and he had a chance to be an option in an offense. Uh, offensive line is looking for options in the future, uh, so I think that's the biggest bummer. Opportunity is out the window there. And for me, and I'll, I'll get into it a little bit, Nick. For me, part of this is is what's concerning a little bit, and I do want to say uh, hello to Phil, who's coming in with some stars. As I glance over here to Facebook. Phil's coming in and, and breaking the ice with stars. He says, evening, Nick and Deacon Scott. Broncos for breakfast, now Broncos for dinner. Or dessert for me, so Broncos for dessert. Uh, really surprised about Mooty. Going to miss Mama Mooty. Uh, so are we. Uh, go Broncos, MHH for life. One of the things is, you know, not necessarily if, you know, you say, okay, we lost a practice squad guy, you know, whatever. That's that's the the top level surface of this. No No big deal. One of the more concerning things to me is some of the things that 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 Miss Mootsy was saying, which was, you know, and some of it can be sour grapes. You know, I'll just let me preface that by saying, but she was just like, listen, they're choosing guys based on salary, not based on performance. From what I've seen, there's some truth to that. Um, you know, and, and that, and that's, that's not a huge revelation. The first round draft pick, the guy on scholarship gets more chances than the guy on the walk on the first round pick gets 50 chances where the second round pick doesn't a lot of that isn't. And it, which is why we love our walk-ons who make it big, our undrafted free agents who work their way up through special teams and become a starter and get a big contract. That's why we love it. Cause they have to work three times as hard as the guy that, that was drafted first or the scholarship guy with all the stars next to his name. But when you start losing competition in a football team, you start losing games. And we've seen a lot of that this year. I mean, Nick, how many times have we talked about how these – there's so much of it that seems impossible. Russell Wilson's choosing the starting offensive line. No way. That's impossible. Well, Jesus, is it? You know, because the more and more of the stuff this comes out, the more and more it's like, well – you know, who's, who is the the cook in this, in this place? Because right now it's rudderless, man. Yeah. That's what's more concerning to me. What I've learned today. Yeah. Really definitely a uh, upsetting, no doubt. And especially going to the Raiders adds insult to injury and just really confusing, uh, no doubt. And what this potentially says to me is that the Broncos next year, and I got to give credit to my guy Zan on Twitter for pointing this out and then some other stuff, you know, behind the scenes seems to be a little bit of a growing, a groundswell to this. But does this mean anything as far as the long term job status for Nathaniel Hackett and this scheme? Now, Natani Moody came out from Fresno State, uh, played left tackle, had a lot of injuries there, uh, but really known as a gap scheme, power uh, centric mm-hmm. player, because getting to the second level, you know, double teaming and then climbing to the second level, taking a linebacker, a moving linebacker at that. Never his strong suit. Taking the guy at the point of attack right in front of him and pushing him, uh, duo or something, you know, that's he can do that. I'm curious if this move suggests that the Broncos are planning to stick with an outside zone based scheme going forward where Moody would not make as much sense. And maybe this is a, you know, tinfoil hat, but uh, maybe this is potentially an indicator that Nathaniel Hackett in this outside zone scheme might be back next year. I think we're reaching on this one. Yeah. Um, again, we're talking, you know, in the grand scheme of things, in the most high level 
I know nothing. This is what I see. You lost a practice squad. OL. Yeah. so what? That's the, the, I mean, that's the highlight. Any, anything more than that. And you're digging, you're, you're really yeah. reaching, um, yeah. for, for something more than that. Um, now should, should he have been a practice squad? OL? should he have been in, um, I, you know, when you start looking at the guards that are on the team, um, you're like, okay, well, we've got now Wattenberg, who's also a, a center, you know, as a backup center, we're using Wattenberg. We're keep as far as the eight that you're keeping or the, the, the nine that you're keeping on the 53 Glasgow goes two different directions. Okay. You've got your starting five Glasgow's out there. Wattenberg goes, goes, goes both ways. You've got someone like Bailey who they've, they can use a tackle and has the ability to play multiple positions. So there's, so those guys are ahead of him for those reasons. Anything beyond that, and it's really, really a stretch. You're not reading into does Nathaniel Hackett keep his job based on the fact that you lost a practice squad OL. That's that's really reaching, Nick. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I just like, I'm <laughs> trying to understand how this could be happening. And I saw it today. I thought it was at least interesting and more so to throw out the tidbit that there seems to be a little bit of a groundswell that maybe Hackett could be kept uh, beyond this season. Um, but we got Marcus Lewis Henna coming in here with the support saying, what the heck is going on with letting offensive line go? We need some players ourselves. Broncos obviously did not value Ntani Moody as much as the fans did and as much as the Raiders did. He's signed now at the Raiders. We will see as time passes uh, if this is a move that hurts them or if it's a move that, you know, is negligible in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, uh, I appreciate but, the stars, Marcus, coming in from the UK and staying up late with us. It's Broncos for midnight stroll for Marcus Lewis henna. Uh, appreciate you being here. Um, you had just made a mention before I said hello to him and I lost my train of thought completely. Ryan Slavic's coming in asking about Todd McShay. We will get into that one a little bit. Um, you know, and how do you lose an offensive line when you need some yourself? You know, I went through a little bit of the, of the, the pecking order, so to speak. Um, you know, had, had, had Muti proven himself to be indispensable where it was like, Oh my God, how is he not, on the practice, you know, how is he not part of this group? Um, you know, no, he, I don't think he had really distinguished himself that much. And the, the, to be, to be fair, the, the little bit that I watched him play last year. Um, but it was again, when she's talking about, and she came in and I, I have no reason to, to I mean, she, the phrase I use, she might be biased. Doesn't mean she's wrong. 
that he was out playing Wattenberg, um, but Wattenberg was the f- second guy. So Reisner's first, Wattenberg came in second, Bailey third, Muti fourth. So this week they went through four left guards and Muti was fourth on that list. Yeah. Um, how does Wattenberg stay on the team? Well, he was drafted by this group. Regime. He was drafted yeah. by this regime. And having the ability to play center, he was drafted as a center. Guard is just an emergency. And he's a first-year guy. So um, that's how he is on the roster because of his versatility to play more than one position. Arguably, you might say he can't play guard. (laughs) Um, But again, you're throwing Luke Wattenberg in there against Chris Jones in his first start. That's not fair to Luke Wattenberg, for God's sakes. Yeah. I'm not going to make a. I'm not going to make a final decision on Wattenberg based on what I saw this week. That that's for sure. It certainly wasn't a good indicator, uh, and it is a data point going forward. So he might be completely different next year. He was drafted as an older offensive lineman. I think going to be 25 years old or already 25 years old, and just didn't look even you know comp serviceable in any extent out there. So it's that's a concerning uh, data point so far, but. He'll get a chance next year. The other thing is the years of control left. I think Moody, because of the practice squad uh, designation, would have been a restricted free agent this year. I'm not sure exactly how that works out because they released him and brought him back, um, what the contract would look like. But you still have, after the season, three years of contract control with Wattenberg. The other thing um, talking about here, you know, it's the guys who are paid more. If that was true, then we would have seen Graham Glasgow playing over uh, Quinn Miners at right guard this season. I think uh, who this regime picked it probably has precedence over who was uh, who was paid more because that's, Quinn that's common. Were... Yes. And that's, no, that, that's, yeah. that's common, which is why, you know, when Nick, when you and I first started doing this together almost two years ago, it was, you know, right when Peyton had just started and I'm like, I can't believe Fangio is still here. Yeah. You know, the, the GM, not that he got another, you know, are you surprised? Or I'm surprised he was retained yep. with the two years and a bad record and a new GM dude. Why is he here? Um, that maybe that was an indicator, Nick, of mm-hmm. the wishy-washiness almost of personnel decisions on some of these things. Paul comes in and he says, odds of Nick or Scott being signed to the practice squad. I actually had myself in a trade. I substituted myself for uh, for Drew Locke and said this morning when asked about, you know, what do you think about Drew Locke? And, and my, my response was, this isn't about Drew Locke. This is about Russell Wilson. You would rather have all your picks back and me as quarterback than Russell Wilson right now and $245 million contract has nothing to do with Drew Locke. Drew Locke is just in the conversation because he was a former Bronco. Yeah. The, the, the trade and the, the lamenting of the trade itself has nothing to do with who you sent and everything to do with who you got. So I don't think we're going to be signed, but I did offer myself up in hindsight as a, uh, as a, as a trade piece to get your picks back, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I, you know, I say, that the offensive line is not very good, but Russell Wilson brings a lot of the hits and sacks onto himself with his play style, but I'm not going to put my money where my mouth is in that one, where I'm not signing up to be the quarterback behind this offensive line right now. So um, (laughs) definitely not meant to be in that one. We got Phoenix coming in saying, what the heck are they doing? They have nothing but scrubs playing offensive line right now. And Moody was expendable. I would argue that Quinn Miners is playing at an above average level. uh, And I think Cam Fleming, I know everybody wants a right tackle because right tackle is the buzzword, but I think Cam Fleming has played, at a league average level and considering what you're playing him, he's probably outperforming his contract. Uh, but center right center left guard and left tackle have all been struggling, especially in the post Garrett bowls uh, injury. And, so and Phoenix, he's exaggerating. We get yeah. it. It's it, it, exaggerating a, a little bit. I, I get it. Um, but again, he was on the practice squad and I want to get to uh, Miguel here coming in with some stars is kind of on the same wavelength here. He says for them to let Muti go, are the Broncos thinking Reisner is good to go the rest of the year? Muti was fourth again. So it might not even be Reisner. He was fourth. Now he stayed in. I went through this guy. I went through Reisner's not healthy. I went through Wattenberg. He was getting his butt kicked. I went through Bailey better, but let's throw Muti in there and see what we got. Of those three, Muti was probably the best one, but he was still fourth choice. Mm-hmm. So it might not have anything to do with Reisner. And again, more to do with the fact that some of these other guys will play multiple positions or can, like I said, that's debatable. <laughs> but on paper, can flex to a, a position or two between center and guard or maybe guard and tackle. And Muti was strictly guard. So the versatility, and again, as Nick has said, and as 
I will re-emphasize, re-emphasize, uh, you know, the syllable thing. Um, he, he Muti wasn't picked by these guys. He wasn't chosen by these guys. He wasn't evaluated by these guys, and he wasn't picked by these guys. And you are more likely to stick with the ones who you put your neck on the line for when you made these picks. Montreal Washington's going to get a few more opportunities than some, say, Kendall Hinton. You yeah. know, than something like that. Kendall Hinton's played his way into that, being that person, but I'm just mean someone yeah. that's been around for three years or longer. Yep, and another one today, uh, McTelvin Ajim released, former regime player, just fills right, fits right into it, um, released from the practice squad. So we'll see what happens there with the Broncos' new practice squad spots, I guess. They're going to have probably be some moves announced tomorrow. Um, we got Albert Knoppers coming in saying, good evening, just saying hi tonight. We'll be busy a bit myself. Well, thank you for stopping by and saying hi. Uh, we got Mark Lindemode saying, howdy, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Broncos for supper again. Love it. Well, good. You're getting second helpings. Uh, Michael Ronquillo coming in saying, good evening, Nick and Scott. I'm building the Broncos. Go Broncos. We've also got Kevin Gray saying, hi, Nick and Scott. Evening. I'm not sure, but I think the Broncos need to replace the medical and the training staff. They're going to have to look into it. Uh, there's been so many injuries this season, but uh, I'm not an expert in kinesiology or anything like that. Uh, if I was advising the Walton Pender group, though, I'd be like, okay, how can we win in the margins because you are always limited to the contracts you have, the draft capital you have, the salary cap, et cetera, et cetera. But you can overspend in other areas to get an edge. One of that would be the scouting department, uh, you know, the analytics. If you can pay more there and get a better product, then you have a slight edge and that should give you an advantage. The other area is the training staff and the medical staff. Again, don't have firsthand knowledge of what's going on there. All I can see is the results have been poor as far as the injuries. And that's something that they will hopefully pour their resources into to improve. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, Kevin, I, I agree. It, it's it's come up. The thing that's starting to make everybody a little bit nervous is, you know, I say watch watch the tea leaves as people start to turn. That's when you know something's in the works. And it's come up the last several weeks. The play by play guys are talking about it. The the beat writers are all talking about it. They're all questioning, which is kind of an indicator that something is in the works for this year. Um, what makes me wonder though, and and, and Nick. I think part of it is, you know, as you're saying, has it turned a little bit on Nathaniel Hackett? Part of it is because Nathaniel Hackett is, is so easy to root for. You want him to do well that you want to, even if he's out, you want to send him out. What, what can I do to help coach? You know? Yeah. He, I can start talking about how he was dealt a bad hand. I can start talking about when he was hired, he thought he was getting Aaron Rodgers, and he ended up getting, giving the, the kit, the, all the keys to Russell Wilson. We can start leaking that kind of stuff out because we really like Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. I don't think it's going to change at the end of the day. Uh, owners and billionaires, they ain't real sentimental. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, he's, uh, he's, he's still going to be in trouble. Yeah. I, I think you're right as well, but there does seem to be a change in the wind and just kind of thinking, okay, what, what would, what has changed to maybe make that a case? Maybe some people around the league are not really in, super interested in coming and being handcuffed with Russell Wilson, especially given some of the rumors of his control of roster and playbook and design kind of stuff. Uh, the other thing I think about with this is you mentioned it earlier and, and about George Payton keeping Vic Fangio around. A lot of times it's pretty hard to have a former guy uh, in place if you move on from, especially the head coach and general manager, a former guy in place, and then the other one comes in, and you're kind of just constantly flipping them back and forth. Well, if you give them all one more season, it's really easy to move on from George Payton. It's really easy to move on from Nathaniel Hackett. 
It's not really easy, but it is doable to move on from Russell Wilson. And I think that might make the position a little bit more amenable uh, to others out there. Obviously the Broncos are the richest ownership group, but I think it's just you, all those things would be aligned where if you moved on from Nathaniel Hackett this season, are you really going to fire? You're going to have three or four different head coaches years in a row with the new general manager coming. You're going to keep him. Are you, is that head coach going to want to come in with Russell Wilson? It's if you keep it the same, it's much easier to be like, you know what? A lot of you, you're gone. If if Peyton, I'm assuming Peyton's going to get another year. And let's just say, yeah. like you're saying, what I, I get what you're saying hundred percent, but if we're of the opinion that Peyton's probably going to get another chance at it, then he would be tied to the next coach. So if he's yeah. here next year, he's here three years. You think so? You so, know, yeah. you know, where I would see he, he would probably get a chance because to, to ride out the next coaching cycle, and then you can still everything you're talking about, you can still do in, in three years. You're not switching them off. I think he's tied to the fate of the next coach that he would be allowed to hire. And you would still do exactly what you're talking about, which is clean house. The one thing that makes that hard is the guaranteed contract of Russell Wilson for 2025 at the fifth day of the league year in 2024. It jumps up an extra $38 million. That whole roster becomes guaranteed. And are you going to cut Russell Wilson and keep George Payton and a new head coach? I mean, Maybe. maybe I guess it's possible. Yeah, maybe. Um, but that's that's the kicker right now is the Russell Wilson one there too. So I don't know. Well, again, we're getting off topic here a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh, and we got Roy Osborne saying good evening, Nick and Scott. I'm not happy with getting rid of Moody. And an article that I read said that we should hire Frank Reich. One of the one going for surely going backwards and a more potential hire going backwards more. I mean, Frank Reich was solid there with the Colts for a number of years. I feel like right now everybody's obsessed with getting a experienced head coach but if you just go back the last 10 years there's not really any sort of positive or negative hit rate for first-time head coaches versus experienced head coaches i just get the best guy in there i don't give a hoot if he's defense or offense or first time or second time just get the best guy uh but frank Reich is cer- certainly an option uh, out there i think he's he's more likely than sean payton at this point yeah, he's worth an interview for sure, especially when you look a winning record with what six different quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks in his tenure with Indianapolis. Um, and he was it's an interesting dynamic ownership, general manager, head coach dynamic in Indianapolis, that's for sure. Uh Jameer says uh he's a little nuts. He's a little nuts. So um it's um possible again, it is definitely possible. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It'll be interesting. And again, it seems like there's some wind change that uh, Hackett might get a second year. So we'll see. Ernie Mays. Hello, Nick and Scott. Go Broncos country. Good to see you, Ernie. I also saw Kathy's in the house. Hello, Kathy. Good to see you. Uh, we also got Ryan Slavic coming in saying, good morning, Broncos country. Moody will get a better opportunity, at least with the Raiders. Best of luck to him going forward. Rest in peace to coach Mike Leach. Yeah, really big bummer on that one, man. He has his fingers all over the uh, landscape of the NFL and college football right now. His guys are everywhere all across the league so uh he's a definitely an innovator and uh it's unfortunate to see that happen uh, no doubt thinking about him and his family and everybody that uh, he's impacted uh, what do you guys think about todd mcshay espn saying the broncos will pick a running back in the first round scott what do you think about this uh this todd mcshay uh mock draft okay so it was the broncos what pick at 23 i think 24 saying and mcshay's got with San Francisco's pick, them taking uh, running back Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. He said, this is a tough one. The defense is solid. De- Denver doesn't really need another wide receiver. And Russell Wilson is locked in and quarterback. I agree with all that stuff. Uh, I he, he says, I'd love for him to go offensive tackle, but there doesn't seem to be one in that spot. Okay. That said, like the six players that go after were like defensive end and defensive backs. I'd still rather have them. And like a wide receiver in there than a running back at 24. You know, we've, we've talked about that and, and you don't know what you're going to get with, with Javante Williams. You, you really don't, but first round running back, if I don't go offensive line, I'm trading down and, and that's not part of it there. You know, you might yeah. say, I might trade down and try and accumulate more picks, but I, I don't, I really don't want a running back in that spot. If there's a guy you love because nobody wants a running back and John Robinson falls to 24. Okay. He's a beast. He's got him yeah. going five. Yeah, top five okay maybe not love him that much um but you know i don't i don't remember thinking of you know this jameer gibbs is the next Najee harris coming out of alabama you know bam x would probably know better than i do at this point but 
I don't I don't love the pick. Uh, the, the overall mock I thought was okay this early um, yeah. from McShay, and I don't usually have a lot of decent things to say about Todd McShay. And I thought this was okay, but I I wouldn't want them to go this pick at this spot. Yeah, I agree with you 100. Uh, percent The Broncos are going to have to address the running back position this offseason. You're not going to know about Javante Williams ability or future at the point where you're going to have to be making roster moves for next season. So you need to attack the off season. Like Javante Williams is not going to be available for half the year. And you definitely can't go into the off season thinking, Oh, he's definitely running back one week one. I think that's preposterous uh, to do that. You're really just, I mean, you punt on the season at that point, in my opinion, <laughs> I think you probably uh, bring in a free agent running back first. It's a really good class. Maybe somebody on a, like a two year contract or something. I know that you have George Payton has ties to Alex Madison uh, running back out of Boise state. I think they took him the third round. Who's been pretty darn good for Minnesota and spot duty. There's a number of other running backs too. And then probably take a running back uh, round three through round five somewhere in this class as well, just to get more talent back there. I think the running game is super important for uh, how Russell Wilson is going to need to win in today's NFL landscape. But uh, you're right. I, I Gibbs, he's a fine player. I think he's much more of a quick pass kind of option. I thought of people were like, oh, he's a lot like Alvin Kamara, which, you know, great. If you can get an Alvin Kamara, the Saints used what a third round pick on Alvin Kamara, I think. I don't know if he's a true banger between the tackles kind of guy, which you kind of want to punish teams playing two high safety shells slash lighter boxes. It's not really his game. He's really good. He just isn't special to the point like Bijan Robinson. The, the conversation with Bijan Robinson to me is like, okay, I wouldn't take a running back in the top 10. I was screaming that forever in the draft. People want to take one Barkley with the Broncos to pick at five that season. They took Bradley Chubb. No, the Broncos wanted a lot of Broncos fans wanted uh, to trade up into the top 10 to go get Christian McCaffrey from 20 overall. No, if those guys, if you're picking 25 or whatever, 24, and one of those guys falls to you there. Okay. Like I don't really love running back round one, but this is a, this is a different kind of running back. Um, so that happened. Yeah. And I'm almost to the point now. I appreciate you, Ryan. Um, yeah. I'm almost to the point now where, you can say, well, I can't believe the Raiders didn't pick up Josh Jacobs' fifth-round option. I can. The fifth-round option is eight figures. I can re-sign him for seven. Seven million is like really good running back money. And the fifth-year option for a guy picked around 20 is like 13 or $14 million. That, the fifth-year option would make him one of the top, if not the highest-paid running back in the in the NFL. So I get that, um, you know, not going first-round at all and not picking up the fifth year option for a running back is a true four-year contract at that point and marcus is getting a little angry here uh as we were talking about you know the the, 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 the spinning around some a groundswell of support for nathaniel hackett says why are people still listening to rumors about russ when he has shown that he is not washed god get rid of hackett marcus says uh and again like i said i think some of this is what can we do you know, because he's, he really is. It's like, I come on here and I say, I think he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. And then I watch his press conferences and I feel bad for saying he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. And I want to say something. Well, you know, it wasn't all him. No, it's not. It's not. But enough of it was that I think he's in, I think he's in trouble. I think he's in he, big he trouble. Yeah. William Catalano comes in and says, don't be surprised if he's back. I wouldn't be a hundred percent surprised, but I'd, I'd give you five to one right now that he's, that he's one and done. Yeah, no, you're 100 percent correct on that. So we'll uh, we'll see how it plays out. And, you know, everybody has a share of blame here. I know a lot of people want it simplified and, you know, it's all on one person. And once you remove this one single variable, everything will be fixed. There's numerous variables, the injuries, the how the team is built, uh, the scheme, the play calls, the quarterback, the power dynamics. I mean, it's, we can go on and on about how can you get how did you get to this point? Uh, so I'd have a whole lot different answer if I knew exactly if I knew exactly the, the power dynamics and how they came about and not the hearsay. Yeah. I'd know exactly what I would do if I was the owner, if half of this stuff is true. Yeah, I'd clean house. Yeah, <laughs> I would absolutely clean house. If I'm saying George Payton and Nathaniel Hackett, you're letting Russell Wilson pick the starting lineups. OK, you're all fired. If, yeah. it, if that is true, you're all gone. Ugh. That that's how I would handle that, Nick. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, we got Russell Wilson here next year, uh, regardless, but we'll got four more games to see. And against a pretty toothless Cardinals team coming into town. We'll see if we have Russell Wilson back after that uh head injury that he suffered. But uh 
you know, it'll be interesting against Colt McCoy and a team that looks like they quit. And also the, to the point where the Cardinals have said, you know, we're not playing for the season anymore. We'd rather give the Raiders a seventh round pick instead of a sixth round pick because they released Tavon Mullen, their starting cornerback. And because of that, they didn't hit the, the numbers that would have to send a sixth round pick. So instead they will be seven, a seventh to the Raiders two games. Yeah. You would have had to yep. play two more. It was like two snaps. I know it was, it, like, it was like a small. Yeah. It was, a it, small was yeah it was two games, something that they would have had to have played. Um, yeah. That's, that's cheeky. Yeah. Yep. And Chris I mean, Chance is coming in blue. Coming in. I think this is our first super chat of the night, if I'm not mistaken. So thank you. We've had some stars coming in. But uh, Chris, appreciate you coming in and, and breaking the ice for us. He says, just want to say hi. Spray my wrist today. Well, sorry to hear that. Uh, hope it hope it's okay. Sometimes those sprains, especially that can be almost as bad as a break. So hope you're hope you're doing all right and appreciate you uh supporting the show. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Uh, back to Todd McShay's uh, first-round pick here real quick. I agree with you 100%, Scott, on your assessment about how this plays out. B. John Robinson, I think, is special. You think you think about that there. But if not them, it probably needs to be – obviously, everybody wants an offensive tackle, but I don't know if there is an offensive tackle. That was worth it. We already had Broderick Jones from Georgia was off the board. Mm-hmm. You had Peter Skaronsky off the board, who I think is more of a guard, but I would take him at 24 or whatever. They're fine. That guard, you can find them, but I think he's about as safe as you can get out there. Um and I'm also maybe starting to drink that tea down that far in the first round after watching the Falcons this year with Chris Lindstrom. But I digress. The other uh, positions here, cornerback and edge rusher. Defense, why would you use defense? You're getting a young cost control player at some of the most expensive positions in football. Mm-hmm. Guess what you get to do when you pay pennies on the dollar for expensive positions? You can in- overinvest money in other sides of the the off uh, other sides of the offense. So if you're paying nothing for your edge rushers, guess what? You have more money to pay on the offensive line. If you're paying nothing for your cornerbacks, guess what? You can pay a wide receiver. So it all comes down to the long-term economics of the and, team. And, and the, the long-term economics on that also is you've got appreciate you've got assets that hold their value. You mm-hmm. got a first round in return for Bradley Chubb. You know, Bradley yeah. Chubb, who's been injured a ton. Uh, you know, it hasn't, has been, you know, I, I would, I would, I don't think I'm going on a limb here and saying that his career in Denver was a disappointment to most Broncos fans for based on where he was picked and based on where he was. And you still flipped him for a, a first rounder with six months left on his contract. Cause he was an edge. He's a productive edge. You do that with a running back, forget it. You're lucky if you get a third, what did Christian McCaffrey fetch, uh, in return for, for when, when he was traded? I think it was a future two, three, and four, but like, okay, because it was, bad. that's not, that's not bad. Actually, it's pretty good. Um, um it does lose lows value because of the, the fact that it's 2024 picks versus right. 2023, but yeah, no, they got, but we're not talking got okay about a wide receiver or we're not talking about a corner. Again, those can actually appreciate in value where you can actually spend them for more than you got them for, yeah. um, where that doesn't happen. And, the positions, you know, of lesser value, no matter how good the players are. You know, you mentioned Chris Lindstrom and the Atlanta Falcons. He might be the best guard, one of the best offensive linemen in, in football. You get multiple first round picks for him if you put him on the board. Maybe Probably a not. one. Maybe just one single one. Yeah. Yeah. But you but if if you throw Pat Sertan up there, you're starting the bidding at two and change. Two yeah. first rounders and then what? You know, so it it does matter. It absolutely matters. Yep. So uh edge rusher cornerback wide receiver as well gotta be in the uh, the conversation but uh i would not take a running back there Bijan robinson makes me think about it because he is pretty darn special but again this is just an academic conversation at this point because i'd be shocked if he falls out of the top 20 because i do think that running back value is trending up a little bit right now not a lot but a little bit it's not going to be like it was i think perspective you know the last three years uh considering where teams are at right now we're starting to see a little bit more bully ball uh, out there because teams are playing nobody in the box teams are playing two high safety <laughs> shells and uh go ahead scott oh i told you it was, it was one yeah. of the first games of the year as we as you and i had gone back and forth on this a ton mm-hmm. i was watching the packers and may have been the eagles but it was somebody up there and this team's driving out all they need is a field goal and the packers are out there in a nickel you know there's three there's like 350 on the clock they only need like 40 yards and the Packers are out there in a nickel while they're just going seven yards, eight yards, nine yards, five yards, nice and easy. And they never adjust like, man, if you're going to go light, I am going to run it down your damn throat. No. And, and we saw we're starting to see some more of that. If you want to go light, fine, I'll go heavy. And when you go heavy, then I'll go light. I mean, it's, it's, that's the, the league's been like that 
for years. I mean, the, the Smurfs were the Washington Redskins 80s. Uh, that followed a, you know, the the Rathman, uh, Tom Rathman, Roger Craig, 49ers, big bullies. The greatest show on turf, small wide receivers. This is the 90s. Then it goes big and heavy again. It's it's cycles, cycles in and out. I just said I got I got twenty years on you, dude. I got I got four cycles on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, and it's there's always little intricacies and nuances that change uh, how how it's played. Again, these are gross generalizations, but yeah, yeah. So still that's true-ish. Yeah, true-ish, and that's uh, one reason I think the running back value is increasing a little bit. I also think the value of a rookie running back is a little bit higher because. First round is different, but like the difference between rookie running backs versus second rookie contract running backs versus second contract running backs. I'd rather have a stable of guys that are first contracts versus paying uh, running backs or second contracts, just given the wears and tears and the age and how much they depreciate in value. But uh, we're getting way off the uh, the rails yeah, and here. And the problem is, is like you said, is I don't want to give a running back a second contract. So I'm looking at, you know, four years and then I'm going to have to do something else, which if I get four great years out of a running back, fine yeah. but man i get an offensive lineman i get a i can get a decade i can get you know 10 years out of most other positions where the running back position and this is well we can split it up some well then what do i need a first round pick for you know i can share the load okay well give me three fifth round guys then uh yeah. you know so I'm, I'm 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 completely on your side like i said i i, I grew up on linebackers and running backs were the stars other than the quarterbacks of course but, you know, the, the days of Herschel Walker and Bo Jackson and Barry Sanders and Walter Payton and all those guys. Um, and it's it's just it's a different league now. It's, it's yeah. different. They're valuable, but their value is very short term. Um, that's that's just the investment you have to make. Um, so, yeah, probably hoping the Broncos get an offensive line here. Scott and I will start to dig in much more into the offensive line uh, prospects as it goes forward. I think did I list my third guy. So the uh, Broderick Jones at Georgia. Peter Skronsky at Northwestern. And then my offensive lineman, number one in this class is Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State. Um, after that, there's some talk about Jalen Duncan, Anton Harrison at Oklahoma, uh, the right tackle at Ohio State as well, um, the right Darnell Wright at uh, Tennessee. But I don't think any of those guys are ones that I would feel comfortable using a top 30 pick on. Uh, they're just not the type of athletes. And, and Ryan coming in saying Muti's mom called it this morning uh, as far as, you know, something was happening. I don't think she was guessing. No. I don't <laughs> I don't think that was a prediction, but you're right. And that was that was kind of cool, you know, for, for those of you who join us on Broncos for breakfast, that was uh, kind of breaking news. I'm like, you know, it, sometimes it's a little hard to explain what I do for a living. <laughs> I'm like, well, I had inside information on a Broncos move from a parent while we were live doing the show. I was talking sports. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. So, yeah, I don't I don't think she was guessing. And You know, I, what I don't like to guess is where's Gary Palmer? Gary Elites Palmer coming in on YouTube with uh, coming in orange. Appreciate you, Gary. Always a big supporter of the show of me and Nick, no matter where we are. And, uh, and we love you for it. So happy holidays to you, my friend. Yeah, thank you so much, Gary. We appreciate you so much. So getting into this running back conversation here, uh, the Broncos, obviously, unfortunate news, putting uh, Mike Boone on the IR, effectively ending his season. Mike Boone, uh, obviously, just been battling this high ankle sprain, re-injured the same ankle, I believe. And that's probably it for his career in Denver. So the Denver Broncos running back, his room is back down to practice squad addition Latavius Murray signed off another team practice squad signed off another team practice squad uh Marlon Mack and signed off another team's practice squad uh Divina Zigbo so really a room that is pretty barren unfortunately a lot of running back talk today I never thought I'd see the day um but uh that's a uh, that's where you are right now with this offense luckily for the Broncos uh you have some defenses coming up that are not amazing specifically this upcoming week in the Arizona Cardinals uh I think they're number one in the NFL and points given up per game uh so far and they've Florida not very two depending on how you want to look at it yeah <laughs> yeah the worst um in it and uh really just a not a very good defense out there Vance Joseph's unit for those of you at home uh this is a unit that likes to blitz I think they have the highest rate of blitzes in the NFL and uh and they're just they're just not very good. And just a little bit of a feather in my cap here for this one, just for team building wise, a defense that features two first round linebackers, uh, one in the top 10 and one in the top 25. Um, very good looking athletes. You know, first guys off the bus, 
doesn't quite make a good defense if your cornerbacks are bad and you can't get after the passer. Yeah, the Patrick Petersons of the world, where are you um, those days? he's He was a high pick for sure. And um, watching that game, I I knew Boone had gotten hurt when I watched the game. And I'm watching it, and I, you just saw it right away. Yeah. You know, when he went, it was like someone fell on him. Like, he, he broke his leg, didn't he? I mean, like, that's what it that felt like watching live, even from a, a far away shot. I'm like, he looked like he broke his leg. Um, I don't know if it was quite that bad because these guys are, at times are superhuman. You see them bend in ways that they just shouldn't be able to do and get up and walk off. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel bad for him. You know, I, I've I've made fun of the Mike Boone legend in Denver, but that doesn't have anything to do with him. That has to do with us. One, I think his contract, what's he what's supposed to do, not sign it? I don't think it was a great contract to begin with for what you were getting out of him. That's not his fault. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that, he's been put on this pedal still by Denver Broncos fans for not doing a whole lot. That's not his fault either. So I, I feel bad for him. He's whenever we've seen him in there, he's busting his ass and given everything he's got. We just never got to see much of him, unfortunately. Yeah. And we got not sure coming in saying picking up Murray and Mac from other teams practice squad seems like solid moves. Mm-hmm. It's the situation that you find yourself in and the re- reality of the talent that you have in the backfield more than the solid moves. You didn't have, much elsewhere to go um really and you didn't want to be giving up draft capital to bring in a guy the trade deadline so they are fine moves but there's a reason that any single other team in the nfl could have picked these guys up and, and let's start september there. 1st um let's start and, and what's funny is i read i read your name and i read it into the when every time i read your name i read it right into the comment so i'm not sure picking up murray and mac off other teams practice was a good move um Let's let's think we're at September 1st, okay? Everybody's all first day of the season. It's opening day. We're all pretty pretty happy. Man, the running back room looks good. Javante Williams, Mike Boone, uh, Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Gordon. We're, we're solid here. Fast forward to December 1st, and I tell you, it's uh, Divine Zigbo, Latavius Murray, and Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack. And you say, oh, my God, what happened to our season? Yep. You know, it's, that's a, that's a, it says it right there. Yeah, it was good moves, but like Nick said, it gives you an idea of where you're at that, you know, these guys are, are, are good pros, but it's not where you want to be at all. And it's, it's unfortunate. There's been some, some serious problems at the running back position two really serious injuries. And then, you know, Whatever. Melvin Gordon just. Yeah, again, some of that I said was mental for him. You know, he you could tell he he it was he was in his own head uh, with with the fumbles. It was he wasn't running as carefree and loose by the end because all he could think about was fumbling, which hinders the ability of why you have him to begin with. But if he's not running like that, guess what he's doing, Nick? Fumbling the damn ball. Fumbling. <laughs> no, can't have it. Fumbling. Can't have it. So. Uh, any other uh, things we want to talk Just about? Real, the... real quick on this. The yeah. team has played better after we cut Gordon. The team's lost six in a row. Okay. Don't, uh, don't want to hear it. <laughs> you know, the, the team, and the thing is that the three, the three teams with the worst records, Nick, we want to talk about Tankathon. Unfortunately, it's not because I think two of them don't even have their own picks. They've lost 19 straight games. And the only ones that haven't are probably because they ended up playing each other somewhere in there. Uh, with the Texans, who was it? The Texans, Bears, and Broncos have lost 19 straight. No. Um, but I mean, there's been glimpses, but the pressure's off. No. You know, the, the pressure in, a, in, a, in respects are Super Bowl or bust. We've busted. Now I'm out there. The, the, the Like I've said, Nathaniel Hackett's out there coaching like he already knows his fate. He's already fired. He's He's up there. He doesn't look all nervous and jittery and happy. You know, he's just like, whatever, man. You know, he's, he's glum and matter of fact now, like he already knows his fate. Um, and the, the pressure's off, you know, I don't, I don't care if a guy goes on a, you're 30 games out of first place and this guy goes on a tear, I, dude, it doesn't matter anymore. You're doesn't count anymore. Sorry. Yeah. Did you ever watch the show games? Yeah. I, I, I think they might be favored in this upcoming game, which is going to be wild. Uh, did you ever watch the show community? I did. Okay. Community. Well, there's like the, the the 
darkest timeline and they come up and like there's alternates of the characters, but they have like these goatees and it's like the evil versions of themselves. And I think we're in the darkest timeline for Nathaniel Hackett right now with his goatee and everything going on. This is as, this is as dark as it gets uh, for Nathaniel Hackett losing that bubbly uh, nature that he has. But yeah, no, it's it's a uh, rough no doubt here. You know that yeah. everything. I mean, I call it a permagrant. He's like, I, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe I'm here. That's freaking gone. Yeah, gone. Yeah, it is gone. It's, uh, no, it's just like we got to score more points. You know, we got to do better. It starts with me. We got to protect Russ. We're going to do what's best for what's for him. We're going to try and do it the right way. We have to evaluate be, everything. Yeah, we're, we're, we're evaluating that as we go along. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's Lord Jesus, please help Broncos country. God, that's where we are. Um, so before we get on out of here, Scott, any final thoughts on the Todd McShay draft here? We talked about the edge rushers were on there. Uh, in this case, I probably am looking at Anton Harrison offensive tackle from Oklahoma. Not to get my words mixed up earlier. He's a fine athlete. I wish he's a little bit more physical. Um, he might be one that's borderline first round. There's also uh Rasheed, I think his first name is Rasheed Rice, uh wide receiver from SMU that I'd be very interested in as well. Sounds like I would be pretty shocked if, uh, I would be pretty shocked if KJ Hamler's here next year. And with the injury of Tim Patrick, the play of Sutton and the unknown long-term of Jerry Judy wide receiver is definitely uh, something that you might want to invest in as well. And if not, then, you know, just value positions, cornerback, edge rusher, stack those rooms, get a little bit better there. Your um, my thought over this is a little bit about the quarterback position. You know, I think some of the shine is, is coming off of these, these quarterbacks. We've talked about that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my friend texts me. He's like, have you seen, seen McShay's, McShay's mock yet? I'm like, not yet, but I, I have to, we're going to talk about it tonight. So I need to need to check it out. He's like, he's got Levis going to the Falcons and he was pissed. He's like, this guy's terrible. This is one of my best friends. He's, he's, he's good at this too. He's, you know, he's a, he's a, a Georgia grad. He's watched Kentucky all the time. He's like, he goes, I mean, I know they weren't very good, but Levis at six, that guy's terrible. He's much more, colorful language than this um i'm not ready to throw in the towel on will levis but we've talked about are these guys being talked about too high are they going to fall down some they're not going to fall like the quarterbacks did in the last class i mean god it went malik willis in the 20s and then third round they won't fall like that but i don't think three are going to go in the top five no um so it's uh it still wouldn't surprise me to see two go. It, it, it won't surprise me to see um, uh, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud go top five. But again, I've seen Bryce Young go as low as 15 and Will Levis go number one overall. It is that time of year. It's the beginning of December. Yeah, and there's not really the great film plus incredible traits uh, prospects at quarterback in this one. Um, there's you questions have... on all those guys. Yep, it's you not. Know, you and I were having a Twitter one. conversation about building a robo back robo quarterback yeah what do they look like and then you have to start saying okay where are you willing to make compromises mm-hmm. size bryce young okay he doesn't have he's got moxie he's got arm he's got i can deliver it from different angles he's got that it factor he's he's got everything except size you know what's the butt in there what are you willing to live with because there's warts on all of these guys i don't think his arm is that great also, just me talking personally here. We might have a different evaluation on that one. I think it's he's got a fine arm. Yeah, he's got he's got. I would say a plus arm. Like a two I attack of He's not Josh Allen. He's you know he's not he doesn't have a rocket for an arm, but he's got a plus arm. And for me, he's got more than enough arm that all of the things he does with the ball when it matters most is special to me. Andrew Lampy's special to me also. Coming with some stars. Says, hey, I'll hope everyone had a great day. Well, same to you, my friend. Appreciate you coming in on Facebook like that. Um, any questions or anything? You know where to find us. Yeah. Thank absolutely. you, Andrew. Yeah, thank you so much. We also got Garth Knight coming in here saying this is the darkest season I've experienced as a fan of any of my teams. I follow appreciate MHH and during this with us. Yeah, we are a you guys are a captive audience, but we're all trying to process this right now. And it's poor Scott, man. We dragged him in here and uh he's just right into the world of suck with us. I guess. Poor me as well. Let's have a pity party for Nick. Start covering this team leading into the 2017 draft. So it's been 2016 to now. I have not covered this team with MHH with a uh, a playoff season. I think they were a winning season, I think, in 2016. If not winning, they were 8-8. Eight and eight. But it's been 
it's been a lot of bad, <laughs> bad, bad football. Uh, and we're all here together. Uh, we have some stock. We're starting to get some Stockholm syndrome, no doubt. Uh, but we got Patrick coming. I think I saw Patrick come in in both uh, Facebook and YouTube. So coming in, Patrick saying, good night, my coffee brothers. Uh, we'll don't have, we maybe have some decaf there before going to bed. And uh, we're going to start wrapping up as well. Um, big news today, Moody being picked up for the Raiders. A little bit uh, kind of wild seeing Natani Moody's mom come on and kind of precursor that news saying, you know, something's coming. Talk about her and uh, Moody and uh, Reisner being really good friends. And it's just some of the question marks there, some frustrations, no doubt. And now they've cost us a great community member, too. I want to like we need to find a good Raiders pod and say, reach out to to Mama Moody. She's great because she she was coming in to say goodbye. You know, it was it was uh, it was a little sad. It's a little sad yeah. this morning. You know, we're happy though because when you get signed off a practice squad, it means you have to be signed to the 53. Yep. So he's getting a promotion, which is also about a three or four X raise. Yep. So congratulations to uh to Muti. Woo! Speaking of congratulations, congratulations to you and me, Nick. Yeah, because Paul is coming in here. He says, Thank you, Nick and Scott. No, dude, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Seriously, thank you. I, I said earlier it sometimes can be tough for me to explain to people, wait, you do what for a living? I'm like, well, I kind of do this for a living. And Talk it's all. all it's because of people like you that let me live the dream. Let me, let me do this. I always said it beats working for a living. So uh, thank you. Thank you so much. And happy holidays to you as well, my friend. Yeah. Thank you so much, Paul. Uh, the other moves today, uh, Broncos release McTelvin Najim, former uh, John Elway draft pick in that draft class that is looking just, horrible right now um outside of the jerry judy pick uh so that's one he's out there you had a lot of picks too and that one just didn't go very well um same as the tiny moody draft i believe as well in that one and then also the broncos bring in freddie swain wide receiver i believe he went to arkansas that name stands out to you don't think he's done too much in the league but uh probably bringing in swain says that we have some question marks about Cortland Sutton and uh, Tom or, and Kendall Hinton uh, coming into this week. So watch He's out for that. Older, we'll isn't Freddie Swain an older guy or am I, I'm confusing him with someone maybe else. Maybe they brought, they brought in maybe Freddie is Freddie Swain, the Steelers guy. Am I that's Swan Swain. I don't, I don't know. I know McTelvin Ajim was like, wait, I thought we cut him, had him cut a long, long time ago. Um, he was cut from the practice squad. I know when we were watching the Buffalo bills, we're like, I don't, I don't want to see McTelvin Ajim on the field again. Uh, you know, ever, um, that was harsh, but you know, that's how I felt watching, um, watching that one go and and going through, you know, Nick's was lamenting this draft class. Let me, let me read that one off here real quick. Number one, Jerry Judy, two, KJ Hamler, three, Michael Ujimudia, three, Lloyd Cushenberry, three, McTelvin Ajim. How'd you like to have those three picks in this draft? Knowing that you can only use them on interior linemen, Nick. Yeah. Yes, please. I'll take it. Or uh, running back. Album. Number four, Albert Okawebenam. Number five, Justin Sternod. Number six, uh, Natani Muti. Seventh, um, Tyree Cleveland. And seventh, Derek Tuska. Ah, as, yeah, as Derek Nick, Tuska. I haven't heard it out of you in a long time. So let me let me do it for you. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's some hope for Jerry Judy. Uh, that's what we'll leave on. I hope Jerry Judy having the best game of his career if you can get a wide receiver one and the rest of them don't work out, it's not great, but uh, we'll salvage that class somewhat. Yeah. And as Facebook user says, that's a dog bleep class. Look like it so far. Um, but uh, yep, definitely a bummer seeing Moody go to the Raiders. Hope him good luck um, going forward when they don't play the Broncos and good luck the rest of the season. Maybe, maybe he'll work his way back to Denver. Um, but uh, appreciate, appreciate his time here in Denver and uh, what never <laughs> came to fruition for him. So a young player, still a lot of meat on the bone for him. And yeah, it was Freddie Swain. Uh, it's Michael Ronquillo saying he played with the Seattle Seahawks. I feel like I remember him playing at Arkansas more than in the NFL. Um, but uh, Broncos brought another wide receiver. We'll see what it means. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow morning. He's not that old. He's just 24. So I'm thinking of a different Arkansas receiver from back in the day. He's, he's, he's young. He's a youngin. Okay. Am I right? Is it Arkansas? I'm looking at it. I'm not even positive it was Arkansas College, Florida. Florida. I don't even remember. <laughs> okay. Real, well, real distinguished career. Yeah. But, um, yep. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, we're going to get on out of here. Make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you're following us at 
MHH pod at BFB underscore pod at uh, BTB underscore pod. I'm going to well. change that to a four just for you, Nick. Yeah. B4B Broncos for breakfast. I'm going to change that to a four just for, just for Nick. I would, I, I would enjoy that. Um, but uh, that's a, uh, make sure you're following us on there. Also follow us at mile high huddle, the mothership. If you're on Facebook, make sure you're in our communities at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. And as the ticker says here underneath, please subscribe, like, and share, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube, make sure you hit that like button on the way out. Um, and it's the best way to see us. I mean, we're live on YouTube. We obviously see a huge uh, YouTube community on here and uh, you guys are the best. It's the number one way to follow the show and join in, in these conversations, not just building the Broncos, not just Broncos for breakfast, but Dove Valley deep divers, my insiders huddle up podcast. Thomas's legend a show on Friday mornings as well. So make sure you guys are subscribed to us. That way, you know, when we go live, you guys are great. We appreciate you. We'll see you again tomorrow morning on Scott's show. And Scott has one thing before we go. You usually ask me final thoughts, so I'm going to have final okay. thoughts on here. Okay. This And this is from Victor. Victor says, half my clothes are Broncos gear. I'm sad I can't wear anything without being made fun of. Um, and as Rebels Legacy comes in, he says, Victor, wear it proud. Victor, this is, this is when they need you the most. Yeah. Okay? It's the most embarrassing losses when you feel your lowest that I grab my stuff and I put it on. And I'm almost like, I dare you to say something to me, <laughs> but it's you know, this, you know, the old offspring song, the more you suffer, the more it shows you really care. Right? So that's when they need you the most brother. As long as you feel like they're putting forth a good effort, which you may or may not feel that way right now, then support your team, support your team. That's when it's most important that you put your stuff on there is when they need you the most, my friend. So, but I, I get it. Absolutely. Yep. Don't quit. I said, it won't quit. Well, good. You talked him off the ledge there. We're, <laughs> we're rocking it. You know, rocking the Navy in orange, but uh, appreciate you guys so much. You have a great rest of your night. Uh, continue to choose kindness and compassion. See you tomorrow morning. Go Broncos. You've been listening to building the Broncos. Join Broncos country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.